Hello. Welcome to In the Pocket Across the Pond. I'm Lewis. I'm, as always, joined by the two Alexes, who are, who are sat right next to me this In week. Person. We're going to be talking all things Fantasy Football Championship Week. Our picks are more important than ever. We hope you're there in the final. Uh, we're also going to be looking back at last week. I bet, I bet that Amara Cooper pick, lads. Who who made that? Can't remember. Still only counts as one. <laughs> uh, we hope you're still alive, still in it, and we hope to help you out as best we can this week. Enjoy. Well, what a Christmas week it was. Jen, was it a good Christmas week fantasy-wise for you two? Lou, start with you first. <laughs> and then we'll move on to a fellow that I don't know if it, it was a particularly good week. But fantasy, Lou. Did your fantasy Christmas dreams come true? Uh, just in terms of players in general that we mentioned, good fantasy football to watch. I think so, yeah. We're doing... This episode all in person for the first time, Woo-hoo. and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. surprised that you both haven't brought me some sort of gift for my Amara Cooper pick. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like it. I feel well, like I deserve one. You, you act as if, um, as if you called the him to get the I delete, franchise. I did. Yeah, I, I took that bit out because I was like, I don't want to sound too. Put it back mm. in then. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good pick. Uh, we may as well chat a bit about that game because that was a really, really fun game. Um, Flacco, mm. he's coming. He's lighting it up. Um, uh, how far are the Browns going to go in the playoffs if they get in the playoffs? Which I'm assuming they're going to. How far, Sharps? Ah, it's tough to say. Um, he's a how old's Flacco? Thirty eight, something like that. Mm. He could he could break a hip tomorrow, and then that's then done. Like I mean, <laughs> uh, it's been really fun watching him. Um, I rate him, but I just, I just think he's got a dud in him. And whether that's in the regular season and they don't quite make the playoffs or first round, I, I personally don't think they're good enough. I don't think they've got enough offensively. The defense can be great. I mean, obviously they put thirty six points against the Texans, mm-hmm. fair enough. But oh, I mean, no, it can't. It just he's too old. I'm sorry, he's too old. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a bit of a gunslinger, isn't he? So like that's what comes with these veterans. Yeah. yeah, these yeah. veterans. You're going to get turnovers and stuff like that. But I do think I, I think they can win a playoff game. I do like what's going on. We've said about Stefanski before. Even Flacco came in. He's a he's a great coach. You know, love the coach. Really like what's happening for Joe Flacco. And I'm I just think it's amazing that it's all happening without the starting quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it's one of those where it's like we saw the Browns play enough with Watson this year to to make us all be like, okay, I don't think they're going to win because yeah. of this the, guy. The, we weren't, we've never spoke about the Browns like we are doing this week when no. Sean Watson was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen them explode like they did. I mean, you know, I, I do feel like if they want to win a playoff game, that defence needs to tighten things up again. Yeah. Because where's this, you know, hold you for less than... 10 points defence. Not seen it for Go a while. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the 10 and 5 now, so I think they're probably, they probably are in, yeah. realistically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the Bills are going to be in, in, if we're talking AFC. So it's all kind of poised for a potential 
week 17 showdown, week 18 showdown, sorry, between um, the Colts and the Texans, provided they both win or both lose yeah. uh, this weekend, because mm. obviously that's, uh, that well, and the Jaguars, I suppose, as well, but I, how are we feeling on the Jaguars? <sighs> How are we feeling on the Jaguars? Bad. They got beat down by the Buccaneers, yeah. who are a really interesting team anyway, because Lou, I heard you chatting about the Buccaneers and the Rams as well, mm. in terms of these teams that are dangerous. Buccaneers, Rams, Browns, I think are like the three... So You, you obviously have, you know, the Ravens are the, are the sort of class of the NFL, but I think the most informed teams over the last month of the season have been the Browns and the Buccaneers and the Rams. Mm. Yeah. Like they, they all look, in particular. They, they, all yeah. look, they all look class. Yeah. Mayfield's been great. The Jaguars are on a huge slide, and there's three teams in the AFC South that are eight and seven. So I mean, for fantasy football, you want pieces on those teams. I would say I'm going to come back to that in a little while. But I mean, while we're on the AFC, let's talk about um, the class of the AFC and the class of the NFL. I suppose um, we had a bit of a beatdown. Didn't we, chaps? And a bit of a beatdown, which we all saw coming. <laughs> if you if you watched any Monday Night Football, I will say I wasn't surprised because of how many. It, it's one of those where it's like, okay, so who is the best team in the NFL? We're talking about Ravens thirty three nineteen 49ers, Some big time fantasy implications in this game as well. Chapels, do you want to talk to us about those? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um... So, just to set the scene for everyone so you can all laugh at my demise, um, I had three players left to play in that game. I had Isaiah Likely, the mighty Christian McCaffrey, and good old steady hand, Brock Purdy. Reliable. <laughs> Reliable, my, my old cup of horlicks before I go to bed, um, yeah. averaging 18 points this season. Uh, Upshot is, uh, it was getting towards the end, and uh, I, I needed about two, two, two and a half points from Brock Purdy to, uh, to win. Uh, sorry, no. I needed five points for him to for him to win, and he got two point four mm. in the end. Was it? Yeah, um, yeah. Four interceptions. Obviously, no touchdowns. Nice. Decent amount of yardage. Can't complain with the yardage. So yeah, I literally just needed him to not go out and give the ball away four times, and I think I probably been would have been okay. Um, so I'm devastated. Genuinely, you. I mean, yeah, it was an awful game, but we've obviously interceptions been minus points. A cup. He doesn't. He, he can still throw one interception and you still two. win two. 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 He can probably two. throw two interceptions, yeah, and yeah. you win in our uh, main fantasy league and get through to the final. But as things stand, just on Purdy, uh, interesting question for you two. You probably know the answer, though, or else I wouldn't be asking the question. So this past week, week sixteen, if you had a fantasy team yeah. and you had on that fantasy team uh, Purdy. Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, who did score 14 points, yeah. uh, Sam Laporta, Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You had that. Do you think your team would have scored more points than Amari Cooper this past week? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nope. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, so all of those players wow. combined scored less points than Amari Cooper. Uh, well done if you survived playing Amari Cooper. Like I did. No, yeah, well done. no one here did, no. did they? <laughs> um... <laughs> Why, so while we're on the AFC, so we, we think the Ravens are the real deal, yes? Yes. Yeah, they, they've got to be at this point. They've won enough games, they've beaten enough decent teams. Okay. Um, what, what about the former real deal in the Chiefs who lost against the resurgent Raiders? Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about history repeating itself and this idea that surely this time Mark Davis needs to give this 
interim head coach the job because this is kind of what happened with the Raiders last year. Yeah. And he hired... Oh, the year before, sorry. Yeah. And he kind of hired somebody else. So, this time, maybe? No. Probably, because no. it's not flashy, is it? Mm. You're telling me that they aren't going to throw every penny that they have at Bill Belichick. But they've just kind of done that with Bill Belichick Jr. I think they got a bit too burned by Josh McDaniels that I don't think, realistically, just to save face, you can't you can't hire the Belichick disciple and try and instill a Belichick way and then fire him and try and get... Be- you can't do that when you've tried doing the Belichick thing now. No, but you, you, this is a problem with all Bill Belichick coaches is that they try and do the Bill Belichick way but they just can't do it because they don't have the pedigree to do it. Yeah. Maybe... You know, he's 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 gone for you know the off brand, hmm. and he's thought, oh, God, right? I'll, I'm I'm just gonna fork out more now because he knows how bad that off brand stuff is now. So he's gonna be like, I'll just fork out more. I'll get the real deal in. True. Bill Belichick cuts to the Raiders. You heard it here first on the Wednesday, the twenty seventh of December. That is when we're recording this. I called it. Okay. Alright, well, I'm going to put that receipt in my back pocket when it goes to the charges. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Let's talk about the other side of of the ball in that game, the Chiefs. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? I mean, fantasy, what, I'm, we're going to chat a little bit about Mahomes um, in a couple of sections, but what's I think Rishi Rice has been nice. Yeah, didn't really mean to found... rhyme, but that ain't a crime. <laughs> um, <coughs> yes. Over he... to you, my good friend Lou. Thank you, Al, my pal. <laughs> okay. Rushy Rice has it. been nice. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Let's just talk about fantasy. We will tell you twice. <laughs> Um, yeah, they might, they, might, right. they might have found something there, I think, mm-hmm. in, in, in Rice, um, which has sadly coincided with them losing something from Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's not it's not going to be their year. Obviously, this is when they eventually win the Super Bowl again, but it's not going to be their year. I mean, in this game, I know you watched more, you watched sort of all this game, Sharples. I, I caught a bit of it and watched the highlights. I thought, as much as we've talked about these receivers dropping every pass imaginable, uh, I thought this was on Mahomes. I thought he had a pretty poor game. I think he did, but I think that also stems from the fact that the receivers haven't been good because the amount of times, well, I'm not saying he could have thrown it every time, and obviously he's good at scrambling, but the amount of times, in my opinion, that he held onto the ball and tried to run for it when there was receivers available yeah. shows to me that he's got no confidence. Yeah. I think he, uh, listen, obviously Kelsey's got a lot of cash in the bank, a lot of credit, but he dropped a couple that I saw and he's dropped a few this season, a few more than he, than he ever has done. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Rice is good, but I don't think he trusts Valdez Scantling. I certainly don't trust him. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, you know, if he's got relatives that just had kids, I wouldn't let him anywhere near the baby because he's the, you know, yeah. it's going to drop it on his head. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it does result from that. I think they really, they really need a sort of refresh on the offensive side. But I mean, obviously, I'm not... Not entirely, you know, switched into their salary cap, but I think they're paying Mahomes and they're paying Kelsey, and I think they're probably going to struggle to pay anyone else, really, but they they need a reset, I think. Because they didn't, am I right in saying they didn't pay Chris Jones long term? I don't think so. I don't think so, because so he's out of there. No, Uh, and obviously, I mean, they just paid a wad to Orlando Brown to come over from the Bengals. mm, Yeah. Um, So, you know, uh, they've got to make the most of that while they've got it as well. Um, Yeah, I, I, I. 
I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what to. Because like like you said, are they gonna they're gonna be in the playoffs? They're gonna be in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit sloppy from Holmes. All this sort of backyard ball yeah. that we love to see Mahomes play it just wasn't working and when when that stuff works it's like this guy is you know you turn to Chris Collinsworth <laughs> you know yeah. um, it's, but but when it doesn't work like it didn't do several times one interception um, was the result of this another interception should have been a result of this yeah. where you're just sort of like what are you doing wasn't it seven like, seven in-game seconds between the two turnovers as well yeah I'm sure I saw yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um, and like I said he was lucky not to have another interception because there was one that was ruled called back because the uh, the defender uh Caught the ball when it hit the ground. Which I didn't control. even. I don't. I didn't think it did either. I thought he. I thought no, he pretty I much thought he did, But even that ball. was sort of Mahomes ad libbing. Yeah. And then he, he's like chuck it away, chuck it away. No, no. He tries cross body it down. A really well. weird throw. Yeah. Cross. Pretty bad throw mm. to be honest. And then straight to a defender. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll come good again. They but likely, I, I think instead of you know remaining sour in this in this you know in where the Chiefs are, we should be happy. Because they're gonna be good again. Mm. Let's just enjoy them being bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, like, to put a fantasy spin on it, who realistically are you right now mm. drafting first, or as in, I said first, out of these two players next year? Are you taking Mahomes or Burrow? Because looking forward, I mean, I'd even put Josh Allen in there, but somehow, even without using his in quotation marks, number one target in Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen's still quite clearly the number one quarterback yeah. for fantasy. Um, so weapons-wise, Allen can still do it without them. But I'm like, I don't know how going into next season, you, regardless of whether T Higgins is there or not, he's still got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Yeah. There's going to be another weapon there. You look at the people that Mahomes is throwing the ball to. I don't know how you justify taking Mahomes over a... Herbert, we know Herbert's going to do it with Keenan Allen probably again for another year. We've got that guaranteed there. I just, I, I, I unless they bring someone like pretty high profile in, I don't see how you draft a Mahomes next year over a Burrow, a Herbert. Mm. I don't know what you're no, thinking no. of that. Because, like, realistically, the people who you're throwing the ball to, that matters for fantasy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The, the last year was weird and strange, yeah. and Josh Allen gets a lot of his legs, and Jalen yeah. gets a lot of his legs. I, yeah, I, I'm a bit worried as as the next year I wouldn't be drafting Mahomes at the moment. Is this moment in time next Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'd be hard in the new year just because I think they're going to figure something out. You know, it's sort of offensively that they've been struggling, and I think, like we mentioned last week with with the Eagles, um, you see all these games and everyone going like, you, you know, I can't put my finger on why the yeah. Eagles aren't quite. It's like yeah. maybe it's losing the coordinators, mm. like with mm. the Chiefs. Maybe it's losing Eric Bieniemy. These guys don't just sit, you know, twiddling the thumbs on the sideline. They do stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, you can't. You're not going to be the same team if you lose. Eric Bieniemy, no. you know no. your 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 offensive coordinator you've won multiple Super Bowls with. Like, it's not going to be the case. So, yeah. I th- I think th- there's probably going to be a change in that aspect in the off season for the Chiefs. Um, so I would, uh, you know, I would hold out hope that the Chiefs. It's well, it's that classic thing. It's like I'm not going to write them off after one 
Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll still bet on Mahomes yeah. next year and yeah. probably be drafting yeah. him above Burrow. Yeah. But just to round up some of the other games, I mean, the Rams continue to be pretty red hot going into the playoffs. Steelers with a kind of big, nice win, which I bet a lot of people watched on Saturday night. The Bills, as I mentioned, with a win, as uh, the Jets with a win as well. Not that that means anything. The Lions kind of got a bit back on track, even though they were helped quite a lot by Nick Mullins. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if, if there's ever been a Kirk Cousins MVP kind of argument, it's <laughs> yeah, look yeah, at yeah. this. Look, yeah. look, uh, we we love nothing more. I said we as in like people who watch the NFL and of, uh, an NFL media love to slag Kirk Cousins off. But mm. look what this team looks like without him. I know, yeah. yeah. He's very, very, really, really good uh, quarterback. I was, for the longest time, it's like, Kirk Cousins is the mark where it's like, you're either better than him and you're like a top <laughs> half quarterback or you're worse than him and you're a bottom half. It's like, that's disrespectful. Kirk Cousins so, is yeah. probably, a, probably a top 10 quarterback. Quite comfortably, yeah, I would yeah, say, yeah. looking at what, what they're like. Can I just mention about the Jets commanders? Um, interesting. Second week in a row... That Sam Howell's been benched because the game's gone away from him, so they don't want to risk him. And, and Jacoby Brissett's almost yeah. brought him back to win what the game. So I just this next week. yeah. Yeah. You would, because he's, you know... And that's another conundrum. They're another one of these teams who they're just yo-yoing between the quarterbacks, like uh, the Falcons, like the Giants. They're just sort of yo-yoing between quarterbacks and seeing what sticks at the minute, so... Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Panthers put up a bit of a fight against the Packers, but the Packers get the win. Um, bit of a weird season for the Packers. I would say, if I was a Packers fan, I would be encouraged... I don't know about I'm you. I'm encouraged, but this was the game to me where I was like, maybe Jordan Love's just an alright quarterback. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. he's not. Maybe numbers, he's just. First right. year numbers are pretty comparable to Aaron Rodgers' first year numbers. I think in Aaron Rodgers' first year, he kind of came of age in the playoffs, and I don't think Jordan Love's going to have the opportunity to do that, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. um, Seahawks, kind of. They're, they're going to be there or thereabouts. They're going to be there or thereabouts. Uh, the Falcons very much stifled a Colts team that have been scoring for fun all year. We mentioned the Buccaneers look great. Uh, the Burrs with a big win. Patriots beating the Broncos. <laughs> well, the wheels have fallen off yeah. for the Broncos, which I'm quite surprised about. I, we, we were all kind of saying how well the, they've turned it around and quietly. But yeah. no, the wheels have very much fallen off. And the Eagles got back on track, but they're still leaking points. But... We've not mentioned one game. Um, do your worst, Chapels. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, I was hoping for a little bit more. I mean, 22-20, I'd like to see a few more points on the board. Look, Dolphins aren't scrubs. I thought you would win this. I did. Um, the Dolphins have got some nice pieces. Um, I, I do think there's a little bit of... I'm seeing a lot of unrest. I, I keep seeing Micah Parsons' name floating around Twitter and stuff like that, which okay. is never a good sign because it means that there's discontent brewing. I just think, do you know what? I, I just think but, you, you might need a new coach. But, do, but, but <laughs> how, can you, how can you possibly um, think about changing head coach when you're you currently... Two weeks left of the season, have the joint third best record in the whole league. I just think you can't it's expectation, you can... isn't it? It's expectation, yeah. and and I don't know, I don't know why we're expecting the Cowboys to like. This is a bad, you know, record for the Cowboys, but it's, it's not. But uh, it's because the it's because of the games, because of the record of winning games uh, against against good teams. Mm. Like, like this, the, the, this the... game, it was like uh, they were just disappointing. Their offense completely stalled. That Tony Pollard play was egregious. Mm. I could have ran that in. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
just run straight, run to into the end zone. I couldn't have ran that in. I'm joking, obviously, but as an NFL professional NFL, if you running had Tony back, Pollard's legs, he should have scored that touchdown. Um, yeah, maybe maybe running back kind of needs to be addressed a bit because um, got a certain Mister Zeke Elliott who's having a nice yeah. uh, run down the stretch. Was it this week they did that? Um, was it this week or last week that he hurdled a guy for a touchdown? That was last both week. Yeah, probably both weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, they should have kept Zeke around for another year. Probably, yeah. But also, can you, you know, can you see the Cowboys, you know, getting dumped out of the playoffs in the first round? Mike McCarthy's gone. Bill Belichick's in. It's Wednesday, the twenty seventh of December, <laughs> and you heard it here first. Bill Belichick, yeah. coach from the Cowboys. It's just something. It's like it, it was like for an offense that was clicking. And that you would kind of dine to have fantasy pieces in just a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of like just trudging through mm-hmm. swamp watching yeah. the with, Cowboys. With both teams a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something to be said that there wasn't really anyone that went off for fantasy in this game, which, as you said, Chavs, it was really quite disappointing. This was the juiciest matchup of the, of the weekend. But I think that goes with the narrative of the weekend. You know, let's get into... The, the the fantasy players will come on to kind of our um, categories for the games uh, after this because I just want to emphasise this idea that this was for a lot of people the semi final of the fantasy leagues. Mm. This is the fantasy championship semi final, and we had the top five quarterbacks of Josh Allen. Yeah, no surprise there. Derek Carr, Joe Flacco, Justin Fields, John Love. No, with the Fields one, it's very much like I said last week. Fields owners, there you go. For sticking with him, there you go. This is what you kind of wanted all year. Yeah. But yeah. Carr, Flacco, Love, Russell Wilson was one of the top quarterbacks. Well, Bryce Young had a really good game. Obviously, he got Hurts and Lamar in there as well. But it's like, that's what we're doing. We've, we've, I mean, really quickly with Fields, do you think this is Fields proving himself or this is Fields making himself a bit more marketable for the Burrs? To ship out, um, I'd be surprised if that's his mindset. I think he's just going out there. No, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, from the birds, from the birds' point. Do you think the birds are looking at this and going, "All oh, right, okay, we've got somebody. Or, all right, yes, we've got something that we can." It's sell. really weird because I mentioned it last week. I don't think the birds are like awful. No, I don't, no, I don't no, think no, they're no. a terrible team. Uh, there's just something not quite there. Justin Fields has flashes, but there's something not quite there. The head coach is clearly knows what he's talking about, but you don't even know what the guy looks like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's something not quite there. The, they can put up points to fun sometimes against teams like the Lions, yeah. and then they can completely not turn up one week. It's really quite strange. Yeah. With the so I, I don't know. I couldn't possibly comment on, oh, yeah, um, Kayla Williams shouldn't ever want to go to the Burrs, or no, he should really want to go. I don't know either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not giving us anything to go off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't follow college football that much. I know there's, there's a few names of people who are interested in quarterback this year, but I, particularly with the sort of run of quarterbacks recently have been drafted and haven't done that well, I don't think it improves them to get rid of Fields, just as he might be you know, getting his feet under him yeah. and then swap him and just hit the reset button. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, if if it was me, I'd give him at least another couple of years, try and get him some help, and just see because I think I think he's got something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, whenever you you can run like he can, yeah, you've got kind of a game breaking ability mm. there that not many. People... Q. So Q 
everybody taking him in the fourth round of the fantasy draft and regretting it next year, like they did this year. <laughs> I'm in the final somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the final having played Justin Fields for maybe less than half of the year. But I kept yeah. him on my team. Yeah. Uh, let's park that for a second. Impressive victory. What have we got? Only one this week, isn't there? Yeah. The Ravens. It's yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is the Ravens. Yeah. Um, just one thing on the Dolphins' victory. Uh, they know, cheated, I know. Do you know? Yeah, I know they did. They cheated, but also, do you know because um, because we're saying that neither the Dolphins or the Cowboys had really beaten anyone with a winning record. Yeah. yeah. Even though the Cowboys have a winning record, surely this still has an asterisk on it. It's like, oh, the Dolphins have only beat teams with a winning record, or the Cowboys who, who haven't beaten anyone yeah, with a winning yeah, record. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. interesting that you're tra- calling for an asterisk, Cal. You know, we're trying to sweep those under the rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there'll be no asterisk after this next weekend. That's all I'm saying. Um, not buying it when. What have you got, Lou? I went with the Seahawks. Ooh, mm. I think just because oh, I I, I, you could say it was a you could say it was a pretty you know it, it was a decent win. It was a, it was a nice win, hard fought win. I just think. You look at the that class of wildcard teams, and the Seahawks are easily the most beatable one. And yeah. I can't see the Seahawks beating the Buccaneers or the Rams or the Cowboys, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I, I just, I just can't, and I just think they're making too hard work of some yeah. teams, really. Um, yeah, to, to I, fair, I, I, went, yeah, I went the Seahawks just because we're looking ahead now, sort of to the playoffs. Really, to be, to be fair, the Seahawks, it's, e- it's easy going well, like, yeah, it's easy going like, you know. Not buying it when Patriots. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah. they're not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. They were playing against um, future CBS uh, colour commentator Ryan Tannehill. Into the booth, gotta be side, <laughs> but not n- not before this next week because it. I'm right. relying on him for a projection beer later on. Right. Uh, impressive victory, Sharps. Uh, we all. Oh, sorry, not buying it when. Sorry, uh, I-, I went for the Raiders. Actually, um, I just think. They were very, very quick to move off Derek Carr because the grass is always greener and they brought in Garoppolo, who's done nothing, and they benched him for a fellow who, in this game, tied or broke Jamarcus's Russell's record for um, most uh, incompletions thrown. And they just got off. They didn't uh, didn't complete... um... Pass after the oh no 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 score. that's true sorry sorry yeah. I don't know how they, they did they won without scoring an offensive touchdown yeah no they, they won without scoring an they, offensive they touchdown didn't complete a yeah. pass after the first quarter yeah My, just ask Devontae Adams fantasy on yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just I mean they're they're another one that they absolutely need a quarterback and I don't know where they're going to be picking this year but I'm guessing they probably won't get one of those one of these high highly touted prospects so I'm just wondering where this mm. where the quarterback's going to come from and I think I think they're probably looking over at the Saints at Derek Carr and thinking. We might be able to do something with it. I'm not okay. saying they'd have won. They'd have won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, but better than what they've got yeah. now. True. I don't. I, I do. I feel Derek Carr is offensively average at football. It's like <laughs> it's so nothing. Yeah. You're never winning anything with him. I, I went for the Falcons because I still think they're a pretty bad team and they're not going to make the playoffs. And I think Arthur Smith is out of there, really. which is unfortunate, isn't it? You never want to you never want to call for someone to get sacked, but when your dad is the owner of or CEO or whatever of FedEx, who cares? I think he'll <laughs> yeah, be all right. Who cares? Um, worst team in the league, though. Lou. Again, I, it might not be one the most obvious, but I went the, with the Jaguars. Uh, oh. Four game losing streak. This mm. team is sort of crumbling. 
Um, and four game losing streak, and you 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 could argue that they they very well should have won at least two of those if you yeah. look at who they were against. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Jaguars for me, I just think they're not playing well at all. Yeah. Sharps. Uh, call it recency bias. Call it sour grapes. It's the Forty ers <laughs> <laughs> the worst team in the yeah, league okay. and, and I'm going to one up your um, four game losing streak loot and go for the six game losing streak Washington Commanders wow. yeah they, they really they, have yeah. slid haven't they they're awful yeah. we said they're awful I said um, they're awful because the, the whole thing about the Commanders has always been you know if, if they get in the at, at eight and nine or whatever if they get in the playoffs Rivera's going to have them playing hard no, no they've completely given up on the, the whole Ron Rivera thing and weirdly I'm not actually seeing much chatter about the uh, enemy getting the yeah. job after him either which is a shame yeah. that if, yeah. if Eric Bieniemy can kind of be on the Chiefs for so long and clearly they miss him um, mm. and then he moves to a team who he really isn't the problem there yeah Um and then if they oust everyone, it's a bit like might leave the enemy in kind of no man's land. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little reunion then next season. Pro- I would not be surprised. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Uh, you see that we, we talked about that Matt Patricia's the, um, calling the defensive place for the Eagles didn't win. He's yeah. a stupid pencil. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, anyway, back to the fantasy players that did really well. Brees Hall was the number one running back on the week. McCaffrey still pulled through. Jameer Gibbs, James Connor, and Derek Henry. We've also got Zeke, Rashad White, and Chris Rodriguez Jr. Ah, yes. Him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who is that? Sorry, who does he play for? The Commanders. The Commanders. Okay. Oh, yeah, I love so it. I love it's, game. it's a shame. It, is, it really is a shame that uh, Robinson was, was ruled out because Robinson's very much been one of those unsung heroes in fantasy this year. I feel like he's one of those players who you have in like maybe one of your flex positions, Brian Robinson Jr., and you, you've not realised that he's just kind of been getting you 12, 13, 14 mm. points every week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those points clearly went to, to good old Chris Rodriguez Jr. this week. Um, big weekend for wide receivers. Amari Cooper, obviously, with the historic game. George Pickens, the finally throwing him the ball. Puka Nakua, Amon Russell Brown, DJ Chark, do you remember him? Yeah, <laughs> two tutties. Uh Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, CD Lamb, T Higgins, all scoring over twenty five fantasy points. Yeah, the the Piggins one's funny because he was sort of the honor the honor honorable um, Christmas weekend bench explosion player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who was playing him? <laughs> yeah. Tell me if you you weren't you were not playing. The, the, I, I, I think Piggins. it's hilarious how it's a very real possibility that. Um, that someone kind of got loads of wide receiver value in the fantasy drafts and they played uh, Stefan Diggs and um, Devontae Adams over Amari Cooper and George Pickens. That happened in more than one team. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well done. Uh, with, with wide receivers. And those people are never playing fantasy again. Yeah. With the wide receivers. Go on. Did you mention Nakua? I mentioned Nakua. And again, the wide receiver won for the Rams. I just want to. I just want to point out some interesting stats. So since um, since Cup's been back, um, here are the stats between the two of them. Since they've been playing together, everyone's okay. healthy. They both had thirty-two receptions, mm. which is fantastic. Both had three receiving touchdowns mm. as well. This is in six games. But Nakua's got five hundred yards, and Cup's got three hundred and forty-six. Well, there we go. 
he's the wide receiver one for that team. What do you do next year? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. Um, they're both great, but I don't know. Nakua's sort of doing more with yeah. with sort of uh, the same amount, <laughs> as, we've, <laughs> as we've highlighted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the numbers set, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, tight end, it, it was okay, to be fair. It was an okay week for tight ends. Um, you had Kittle and Conquall, Engram and Joku, Johnson, Kmet, Thomas, Goddard, Schultz, Pitts, um, and that household name, Lucas Krull. Um, Lucas Krull? Lucas Krull for yeah. the Denver Broncos. Um, all scoring kind of not bad fantasy points. So, yeah. I mean, you, you had some good flaws in terms of the tight ends, but fantasy players, fantasy games that kind of uh, stood out to you. I'm going to say Joe Flacco at first because, I mean, the guy's been lights out so far. Yeah. And if you were in a super kind of deep league and you were in a pinch and you started Joe Flacco, you're probably into your championship yeah. league. So there you go. Thank you very much, Joe Flacco. Lou, any players? Cooper. Obviously, Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. points just kept coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to be enthusiastic about any of them, so I'm going to have to say Cooper because, I mean, 50, 53 points is just ridiculous. Can I just ask mm-hmm. you both one question? Yeah. Who's going to win the MVP? Because oh, <laughs> oh, if, if, if you like, it's not great. The fantasy, if, if the fantasy if, MVP is not, not to... Still listen to our awards episode, everyone. But the fantasy MVP's kind of locked up already and has been for about two months. Yeah, we're not going to say who it is in case you've not, in case you've been under a rock. Yeah, and you're not sure who we're referring to. Chet Johnson. Chet Johnson. Chet Johnson. Um, uh, yeah, no. The, 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 I mean, if you look at the quarterback stats, they're not really great compared to previous winners. So it, it's it's definitely going to be a bit more. Hard to predict this year. I, I Tell me, look at the quarterback. Tell yeah. me why it shouldn't be Christian McCaffrey. No, I was literally just about. I think this might be the. Uh, I think there's enough enough brewing in the media where a lot of people are saying, "Oh, quarterbacks haven't done enough to separate themselves." I think it has to be. I mean, yeah. especially McCaffrey if they win out. Especially do you, if they do, win you, out. do you know how many rushing yards Christian McCaffrey had this week in that loss against oh. that really good mm. Baltimore? He had 104 rushing yards. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, I just don't of any out of any year where the quarterback numbers, no one's really, no one's really blown you away in terms of the specific number. Yeah, and also we don't really have a lights out dominant team really. Like, there's been a. It looked like we were going to have sort of three or four after sort of about week eight when the Eagles were like seven and one. Yeah, there was a few teams that had only lost one or so game, and then it just feels like there's been a lot of big teams losing in the past few weeks. So. Yeah, and and without us, because I mean, for me, the start of the season was going to be Jalen Hurts because I thought the Eagles would go fifteen and two, yeah. so by default he'd have to win it. But they yeah. not really had that. I mean, no, closest no. is probably Lamar at this point. But has but, he done enough? but even that's just after he, Lamar sort of wasn't even in the top four, yeah, exactly. five until yeah. this past week it's when well, he won. It, well, it's that whole narrative that if your team is the number one seed, then it's probably the quarterback from the number one seeded team that's going to um, mm. right. But then you're looking at the Dolphins' record, and two has been pretty. Terrible. Bang out for fantasy anyway, at least. Because speaking of fantasy, I thought it would be interesting to kind of look at the past two weeks and see what players have come through for you in the fantasy playoffs. Um, At the quarterback position, so I'm just going to rattle off some names, stay quick. Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Russell Wilson, Nick Mullins, Jake Browning. (laughs) Would, Would you call me crazy if I said... You would rather have those people in your fantasy playoffs this year than Pat Mahomes. Yeah. 
Because you would, because Mahomes is the quarterback 15. He's not really been burned by Mahomes in your fantasy playoffs this past few weeks. I mean, Eastern Stick has had more fantasy no. points than Tua. Not than Mahomes, than okay, Tua. Right. Tua Tagovailoa, who at the start of the season you thought you'd kind of got a bit of a steal. Yeah. And with the, the, the high power of that offense, I suppose, you're expecting to be a bit better. But no, uh, Mayfield has been the number one fantasy quarterback in the fantasy playoffs. Mm. So if you picked up Mayfield off your waiver wire, I'd say keep playing him this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey, of course, has been the running back one over the past few weeks. Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall, Rashad White, James Cook, Kyron Williams. I mean, um, any surprising names there, I suppose? I think Brees Hall, the fact that Brees Hall has come on so strong at the end of the season. Again, re-emerged, yeah, re-emerged. Um, yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, McCaffrey, no, not surprising whatsoever. If we're looking at running back, obviously Amara Cooper, Malrus and Brown, T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, um, Puka Nakua, George Pickens, Jefferson's up there as well. Pickens. No, I mean, that Amara Cooper one's a bit ridiculous. But Njoku, Laporta, McBride, Komet, Kittle, Juwan Johnson, Isaiah Likely, Tucker Craft, Oconquo. Where is Travis Kelsey? Yeah, exactly. If you... If you, and I think because of the recency bias, a lot of fantasy players might be Chiefs fans in this country and they might have drafted a lot of Chiefs in the fantasy leagues, you're out of it. Yeah, you you're do. not You're not in the championship week with the 15th ranked quarterback over the past two weeks and the 20th ranked tight end. Yeah. You're completely out of it. Yeah. Uh, there will be, I don't think there'll be much chatter about Kelsey being in the first round um, next year like there has been yeah, for the past three years. Yeah, gone, yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, busts. Busts. I really am dying to chat about one of these wide receivers who we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago in relation to players that you're starting or not starting in your fantasy playoffs. But Lou, list some of the busts off, then I'll tell you which one I want to talk about. Brock Purdy, Devonte Adams, James Cook, Stefan Diggs, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, Tony Pollard, DJ Moore. These guys all sort of didn't do anything. So realistically, I think we might have some listeners who are in the fantasy championship game and have Stefan Diggs. I think we need to give them a definitive answer as to what to do with Stefan Diggs this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and say you don't play him. You can't play him. It's, He's uh, been really bad. Yeah. It's, right, so, so there's been what, enough games where he's sort of been a non-factor. So one out of three of us is saying, don't play, bench Stefan Diggs in, in Championship League. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't play. I mean, obviously it depends what your team makeup is. I mean, if it's a choice between him or DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I would play Diggs. But if you've got someone... I don't know if I would, though. Would you play Diggs or Gabe Davis? Oh, don't even talk to me about Gabe Davis. Oh, my God. Has there ever been a more... Look, we talk about boom bust and we say, oh, yeah, it's nice to have him in your flex position. right? I've had Gabe Davis all season. He's he's Jekyll and Hyde. It'll be 1.3, then 0.0. Yeah. So his last three weeks were 0-0, then I think 0.2, and then all of a sudden 23 points. And I've got him on the bench and I've played DeAndre Hopkins who got four. Gabe Davis, there's no in-between. Gabe Davis is either the number one wide receiver on the week or the 101st wide receiver on the week. There's no in-between. He's so frustrating. Um... I, I think I would play Hopkins, I'm just saying, over... Hopkins has been pretty poor as well, I will say. I think there's 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 that there's that chance that 
um, that Hopkins and Tannehill kind of their eyes meet from about sixty yards down the field and the twinkling both their eyes and Tannehill just sling. Whereas Tannehill slings it, yeah, but then he realizes that he's too old to generate the power to yeah. throw. But also, but it works think, out because DeAndre Hopkins isn't fast enough anymore, I, so they end up getting a nice twenty-yard completion. Yeah, I just think there's a narrative in Buffalo. That it's it's since he kind of kicked up a bit of a fuss and his, his brother, brother his brother tweeted. kicked up a fuss. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit of a narrative though where it's yeah. a bit like we don't need you. I actually, think, I think he's out of there. I do think he's out of there. I think that, and I wouldn't want him to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, because he's just going to kick up a fuss in a couple of years wherever he goes. Um, but I don't think I'd play him this week now. And I wouldn't play Tony Pollard either. Because Tony <laughs> Pollard is really, really in contention for, for bust of the season for me, yeah. fantasy-wise. Probably. Yeah. Certainly yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, you probably, probably play Devontae Adams this week, though. Probably have to. Maybe. Maybe I, yes. I mean, if, if we, at least at least Diggs has got Josh Allen throwing in the ball. I mean, yeah. Adams is a, nobody from Adams is ball. a great player, right? Yeah, no but you can't you can't get a hundred yards if you got a literal potato throwing the ball at you, which pretty much is what O'Connell is. Honestly, I sat there and watched that full game. He is abysmal. Yeah, he is abysmal. Yeah, he looks like. Um... It looks a bit like he looks a bit like Big Ben. Doesn't he does. He? I'm not being funny. Like, he was... won the game. He... <sighs> they won. They won. He scored 63 points uh, the week before. Mm. You, when well, he, he scores 63 points, your quarterback in fantasy should be scoring about 50, shouldn't yeah. he? And I don't. And I think O'Connell was in the 20s. Yeah, that week. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Don't play Stefan Diggs this week. Looking at our projection beater picks from last week, clean week, lads. Mm. Clean week. Just the one miss. It was Kincaid, who's another one. Kincaid has just completely been tanked by the return of Dawson Knox. Yeah. But Knox hasn't really been pulling up any trees for fantasy. So another player in Kincaid, which I'm going to say, if you can, I think, play all of our projection beaters that we're going to suggest today over Kincaid. If you can pick them up, you can definitely pick mine up off the waiver wire. I'm sure you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was so strange. The the Bills team is so strange in general because the resurgent Allen scoring loads of fantasy points. Who's he throwing the ball? James Cook is who's throwing the ball to, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like there's not not really a reliable pass catcher in Buffalo. Uh, so Kincaid was a miss for me, and it was a complete bust of a game. Uh, Jordan Addison unfortunately got injured. Um, but then I was a hit with Bijan Robinson, and as I mentioned before, Justin Fields. Uh, nice of Arf Smith to give Bijan Robinson the ball. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the um, not just our end of season chat, but a lot of kind of fantasy, um, fantasy kind of shows end of season chats on Bijan Robinson because mm. I think the 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 word is going to be underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we'll see. Um, Lou Mayfield wasn't quite a hit, but it was a really nice game. Uh, James Connor was good though. We've spoke about Amari Cooper being pretty historically amazing at the weekend, uh, and Tucker Craft coming through. You, you were saying that maybe Tucker Craft is the better of the two uh, rookie tight ends. Rookie tight ends. Are he just, he just. You look at it; the numbers don't lie. He's been better mm. when well, he's when he's been the option. Musgrave yeah. is back this week, though potentially. So I would probably play neither uh, of them. Play neither of them. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. I think that's it's useful to know that. Though two of us have suggested Kraft over the past two weeks, 
don't play him this week. Yeah. I'd probably hold off on him this week. Uh, and Sharps, Goff, it was an okay game, as uh, was Aaron Jones, but uh, Devonta Smith and Hunter Henry coming through. You can really call him with Hunter Henry, to be fair, with a lot of these tight ends. Um, Henry is pretty touchdown reliant. Yeah. What happened? What happened this week? He got a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Devonta Smith. Uh, kind of having a strong end to the season as we've been accustomed to. I was I was lucky with that one actually because he got pretty much all of his points in one one big fifty three yard touchdown, and then the yeah. second half was just the AJ Brown show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd probably take that if if I, I wish it was as predictable as that, as in like he's going to throw to Smith in the first half mm. and AJ Brown in the second half, and they're both going to be nice to fans. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah, but unfortunately, it doesn't work like that, does it? Is anyone heading to the booth, Lou? Uh, did we surround Tannehill before? Yeah, he's 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 taking a sabbatical from that job to be a quarterback again. Right. I mean, there's a man. He's he's already got his foot in the door in terms of the showbiz world. Travis Kelsey. Oh. It's not even like us being like haters. No. It's like it's fundamentally true I, I that think... he's not. It, there's been a huge drop off with Travis Kelsey's production. Coinciding, I think it's just a coincidence. He, Travis Kelsey's he's in his well into his thirties now. Players that can't stay as dominant forever. I just think it's fun how that sort of dip in form has yeah. coincided with we all know what with yeah with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lou, have you got some news and another bucket load of injuries for us? I've got a bucket load of injuries. Not great. TJ Hawkinson Ooh. tore his ACL and MCL. So listen up to our projection beaters at the tight end position yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, uh, He's done for the year. Probably won't return until mid-season next, next year, I guess. I mean, in terms of the timeline for those injuries. Really not great there. Uh, same game, Jordan Addison left with an ankle injury. Mm. He's questionable this week, so keep an eye on that. Another tight end, Cole Komet, exited with a knee injury. No word on that just yet, but Cole Komet's been on fire recently, really. Mm. But uh, you potentially without him this week. Colin Sutton is in concussion protocol. Uh, he exited in the first half against the Broncos. Um, Don Tavian Wicks, the wide receiver for Green Bay, is ruled out of a chest injury. I mentioned that because those wide receiver injuries are sort of mounting up in Green Bay, really. Um, so just keep an eye on him Trevor Lawrence uh, he was ruled out sort of late on in that in, in the Jaguars game with a uh, shoulder injury we know it's an AC joint sprain so he's questionable questionable to play I mean the guy played on a high ankle sprain low ankle sprain and then he walked into a high ankle sprain yeah. we established yeah. <laughs> um, he played on that so he might play you know but Trevor Lawrence has been beat up this year yeah. he's been beaten up um, oh yes and then Jalen Wardle exited and did not return in the Miami Dallas game. Uh, that was a high ankle sprain. Didn't have to walk into it or anything. Just happened right there on the field. Um, he's probably going to be out for the last two games of the regular season. Maybe into the playoffs. High ankle sprain is not something you usually can come back from like that. I just clicked. Did it pick up? I just clicked. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was a strong click. Uh, no news this week. No news. No news. What do you mean no news? Is it that, I, I, that, I have two set different segments. Injuries and news. 
Let me see if I can find some impromptu news dead quick. No. I must have screenshotted some news. <laughs> Go on. Here are some of the notable injuries quarterbacks have suffered this season against this the Ravens. This isn't news. Just the Ravens. Right. Um, so Ryan Tannehill high, high ankle sprain week 6 Deshaun Watson fractured shoulder week 10 Joe Burrow torn wrist ligament week 11 Trevor Lawrence concussion week 15 Brock Purdy got a stinger in week 16 a um, stinger thoroughly deserved so the Ravens play no Tua he's lasted all season oh, oh, no. 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 can I change a quarterback pick <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on mate that's the Ravens are gonna they're gonna beat him up, I'm afraid. Okay. Breaking news. We do have a bit of news. I've literally just gone on my phone. Breaking news. Sean Payton has informed the Broncos that Russell Wilson will be the backup. What? And Jared Stitton will start on Sunday. What? Russell Wilson's been benched, that's the news. Russell Are Wilson. You joking? I'm not joking. No. Russell Wilson. That's so on brand. That that's crazy because that news is so on brand for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's been benched. Wow, really? He's been all right, hasn't he? Recently, I know they lost last. Apparently, Jared said he's going to start the final two games of the regular season. Is it a kind of see what they've got thing? No, but would they know what they've got? See what they've got in Jared Stidham, a guy who's been in the league for like five years. But that's yeah. so strange because I mean. He had a pretty, he had a bit of a shocker against Houston, Russ. But apart from that, we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten um, touchdowns in the past six games, um, and he had a pretty clean game at the weekend against New England. Um, can I change my uh, head into the booth pick? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't walking away from that salary. Nope. No. No. But it's time, it is the vital, vital time to look ahead to not just week 17 in the NFL, but Fantasy Football Championship Week for a lot of people. Of course, we're still going to do a podcast next week, we're still going to be here, but a lot of, if you're new to Fantasy Football, a lot of leagues, I was included, do Championship Week in Week 17 in case there is kind of teams that have got it all sorted by next week and they bench a lot of the starters. Weirdly, this is a year that I don't think that's going to happen because it's so tight, not only for kind of the number one seeding, yeah. but also to get in the playoffs. It's a year where the starters are going to be playing through, you know, to the end of the, the game, week 18. Uh, but just in case people get benched or just don't play at all in um, week 18, a lot of leagues... Uh, do the do the championship week in week 17 so if you're in the league and you're wondering why that's the case it's literally because you don't want to have relied on let's say Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill when they were at the Chiefs and the Chiefs have the number one seed sewn up and all those players are benched yeah. like has happened numerous times in the past few years um, so yes championship week forget about it we're starting with come on in there Chapel, well, here he is. Oh, it's with me all along. <laughs> Forget about it. At the quarterback position, players that you are playing, we're not going to talk about them in detail, but put them in there. Uh, it's Jalen Hurts, it's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. You're sticking with Brock Purdy. No, you're not. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield, welcome in. He, he can't be lights out this much in the... Uh, the fancy playoffs and there's not putting him in the forget about it section. Get him in there. 
Forget about it. Running back, McCaffrey, Karen, get Kaz in, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, you're sticking with him, Rashad White's been great, Travis Etienne, Raheem Molster, Joe Mixon, you're sticking with him as well, and Jameer Gibbs has been great. Forget about it. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Amon Rasson Brown, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, the two boys from the Rams. Forget about it. See, I've not put T. Higgins in there. What do you think? Because it's not an amazing matchup and Jamar Chase is probably going to be playing. Ask him. He's the guy. What do you think, mate? Who wants to do a New York accent? Not me. Put him in there! <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, and not Stefan Diggs. Uh, tight end, Sam Laporta, George Kill, and Joku, McBride, and you might have to play Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Forget me. about it! Here we go. The, this is, these are the golden gooses. The, um, the, the championship week. Projection beaters. Mm-hmm. You're relying on us, and this is where we're going to come through on Championship Week for you, and give you the players that are going to go nuclear. All of these... use these nuclear pick a week early, but <laughs> you're welcome because you're probably in. Unless your name is Carl, you're probably in your fantasy yeah. playoffs because you had um, a Mary Cooper. I think we can safely guarantee that all of these players are going to double their projection. Yeah, we all yeah, yeah. In agree with and that? get the. Um, no, 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 just double. Don't the record. Don't. No, 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 just franchise. Don't. No, let's play it safe and just say they're all going to get double the projection. Okay. <laughs> Can I start with a player that I think might get double his projection? Yeah. Um, Jerome Ford, the running back for the Browns, only projected 11.3 against the awful New York Jets. I was looking for value when I was picking this one, and it, Ford was kind of a clear outlier when I was scrolling down uh, the projections in the running backs this week. Uh, he's the leader in the backfield, and he's been fairly solid as a flex option since Chubb uh, went down. He's had a nice floor. The Jets, as I mentioned, who he's playing, are giving up 126 rushing yards per game. I know we all we love Joe Flacco's redemption arc, but realistically, if the Browns want to go far in the playoffs, they need to kind of establish this rushing game again. Um, so it's a great matchup to do that against the Jets. Kareem Hunt's banged up. So I, I'm really expecting a, a good game from Jerome Ford this week. Um, Sharp, we'll see you running back. Um, it was going to be Derek Henry, but I'm just doing a last-second pivot, actually, because uh, I like some, someone. I like to look up a little bit more. Tuba Hubbard um, going up against the Jaguars. Just looking at some of his... Just going to reel off his carries in the last few games. A 25, 23, 22. And a 16 last week, but a touchdown there. Too much work for him not to be fantasy relevant. He's projected 13.4 points. Um, we saw him put 30 up against the Packers. I think they can put as much up against the Jaguars. And um, I just noticed that Derek Henry, who was playing against the Texans, only got five points against them a couple of weeks ago. And I kind of felt that Texans offense will eat them up. They won't be able to run the ball. So, yeah, last-minute switch. Tuba Hubbard, let's go. Nice. Lou? I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Projected 15 points. Tough game uh, in his in his return last week and uh, the loss to the Falcons, uh, but you know he, he was given his usual workload again. You know the, the workhorse role in that backfield, um, and even against a pretty tough Falcons rush defense, 
he was still pretty serviceable on your fantasy lineups, you know, double digit points, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the matchup this week, far kinder to Taylor. He faces the Raiders, who are giving up over 122 rushing yards and 23 fantasy points per game on the season to running backs. It's a get right game for the Colts, you know, with, with the way the Jaguars are trending, like we mentioned. The Colts know that they could be division champions, you know, it's, it's in their hands, really. Um, so I think they're going to throw everything they have on offense at the Raiders. I think Taylor's utilized loads in this game. Plenty of carries, plenty of chances to score, and hopefully plenty of fantasy points. Okay, at the wide receiver position, I'm going to go Rasheed Rice. Projected a pretty hefty 18.7 versus Cincinnati. Um, so you say he's going to get 36 points? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call it 40. <laughs> uh, he is the wide receiver two over the past five weeks, though. Yeah. Uh, he's been really good. He's putting together a strong rookie season amongst a admittedly disappointing Chiefs season, especially for fantasy uh, players. This past week was a bit of a down game considering how he's been playing, uh, but you can, I think you can attribute that to the Raiders not giving Mahomes a second to think in the pocket. Couldn't get the ball out to any of his receivers effectively, let alone Rice, who often runs pretty deep down the field. This week, they play Cincinnati. They really need a win, the Chiefs do. Not necessarily to kind of uh, make sure they get in the playoffs. I think they're a lot for the playoffs. Just to kind of pick the form back up before the playoffs start. Mm. They can't be going into the playoffs playing like they have been at the minute. Um, so Cincinnati, the pass rush doesn't scare you anywhere near as much as the Raiders one uh, did with how they've been playing recently. Um, and Cincinnati are also bottom 10 against fantasy wide receivers. So even though it is... A pretty large projection in uh, 18.7. I think we all know that the Chiefs need to put up points, so that 18 projection should be no problem for the uh, the new wide receiver one on the Chiefs. Nice. Chaps? A bit more of a hunch pick this one, but I just couldn't ignore his performance last week. Uh, I'm going for George Pickens, Ooh, nice. wide receiver Steelers, projected 11.4 points, which I think is a little bit measly. Um, going up against the Seahawks, not a bad defence, not a particularly good one. I just think coming off a game like this, although admittedly it was more efficiency than hyper-targeting, only got six targets, but caught four of them for 195 yards and two touchdowns. I just think it's the kind of game, when you're, particularly if you're the quarterback who's just throwing him all those touchdowns, you're going to be looking his way. I think yeah. he's going to get a good amount. Um, I think they'll have to throw the ball because hopefully the Seahawks should throw it on them as well. And uh, yeah, I just think 11 point point, four points is a little bit stingy for someone we know can do this. So yeah, um, hopefully this will be a double point projection as well. George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roy. I'm going to go Adam Thielen, projected 12.3. Coming off Bryce Young's best game of his career. Mm. Uh, 312 yards, two passing touchdowns. Pretty nice display from Young. And that that rapport with Thielen was back. Uh, He he racked up his his highest receiving yardage total since week six. Still looks like a solid wide receiver. Maybe not as elite as we were sort of duped into believing earlier in the season, but still has potential to be a solid starter for the Panthers and for your fancy team. Uh, I feel like Young and Thielen they can they can bounce they they can springboard off last week's strong performance because they're facing one of the most beatable secondaries in the league. We say this every single week. Mm. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they've been awful. Awful against uh, defending the pass. Um, yeah, and, and if last week was a turning point for Bryce Young, then Thielen should have a should have a field day this <laughs> field week. Day. Nice, nice. Tight end, I'm going to go to Conquo. 
uh, tight end for the Titans, projected 8.7 at Houston. Uh, much more confident in this pick if Tannehill plays. Just want to preface that. Mm-hmm. Um, Oconquo's been steadily averaging you know, a healthy number of targets per game all season, although it's not really translated to much of fantasy. Uh, but of course, he's coming off an 18-point fantasy game, and at the tight end possession, uh, position, that draws some uh, attention on the waiver wire, uh, especially since I think there's there's maybe a reason for this happening, that being Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, Oconquo ranked up his best yardage total of the season and found the end zone this past week with Tannehill under centre, so I'm going to go with that narrative and say that Tannehill loves throwing the ball to Oconquo in the end zone, in the red zone. Um he faces Houston, who are a pretty juicy matchup for tight ends, uh, but they've got a pretty underrated um, rush defence, so Tannehill might have to be getting slinging it, and uh, I think a concourse mm. might, might be able to catch another touchdown. Chaps? Um, I'm going for Kyle Pitts. No, I am. I am. Wait a second. Well, what is that saying? Because you've left your... Home and you've come into ours. So is that is there some sort of wet paint around that you're smelling? <laughs> um, is there some sort of toxic fumes in our house? Is that what we're is that what you're telling us by this? No, it's just he's actually been all right the past few weeks. A uh, couple of couple of touchdowns. He's gone up against the Bears. We've given up the third most points to um, fantasy tight ends. And it's, look, eight point one. It's a it's a relatively low projection. I think it's a safe one. With with my tight ends, I've been burnt too much this year. I'm going safe on them. I don't know if he's going to be a boom boom guy, but. Look, he's got flashes. You never know what Arthur Smith's going to do. I mean, he might he might give it all to Bijan Robinson. He might give it nothing to Bijan Robinson. Yeah. He might decide to throw up Kyle Pitts the ball. I don't know. All I know is if he gets a touchdown, similar to my Hunter Henry thinking last week, if he gets a touchdown, he'll be a hit. And I think he might get a touchdown against this Bears team. Okay, let's hope he's a hit and not anywhere. A pit. A pit. A pit. Yes. Dispar. Um, I'm going to go with Juwan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Projected at seven since tight end one, despite Taysom Hill doing whatever he does and Jimmy Graham sniping those touchdowns. Oh, yeah. The tight end one for this team is Juwan Johnson. Seven targets last week, uh, touchdown in each of the past two games. Michael Thomas is, might be back this week, uh, but I don't really think that factors in. The Saints were the Buccaneers, and Tampa Bay have given up 14 fantasy points a game to tight ends this season, so surely enough to go around. Juwan Johnson is my pick. Okay, and we've finished off with quarterback. With how unpredictable the quarterback position has been, these championship week quarterback projection beaters need to come through. Um, and I'm going to see Stroud. This Stroud. is the pick. Projected 19 versus Tennessee, the offensive rookie of the year, fringe MVP candidate for most of the season, and players taking the lead by storm is going to return uh, to take the Texans to the playoffs. I think, chaps. Okay. Um, that that's key though. The the real life Im- implications of this game, I think, are really vital for fantasy, and I suppose this game and the week after as well. The Texans need to win this weekend. Hope that the Colts lose and the Jaguars lose. They've all got the same record as we mentioned before, and it could set up that Texans Colts Week 18 final showdown for a place in the playoffs. Um, so the players are going to be going all out. He's going to be slinging it everywhere. Uh, it's a must-win game for the Texans. He's the quarterback eight in fantasy points per game, and we, we've seen Stroud have these huge blowout games. We're talking about a guy who's averaging 279 yards a game through the air with 20 touchdowns, only five interceptions, no tank Dell, but he's got Nico Collins back, who's also a great player this week. 
Um, but I don't care about the matchup, to be honest with you. I am saying right now I would play Strode in fantasy football over every quarterback apart from Josh Allen this week. I'd play him over everyone apart from okay. Josh Allen. I don't care about the matchup. Tennessee's actually quite a middling matchup. I just think they need to win, and we've seen how, quite frankly, amazing Strode has been. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of putting all my chips on on Strode this week. I think he's going to be really, really great, uh, and I wish I had him on uh, one of my teams. Yeah, Sharps. Uh, I'm going for Derek Carr, uh, quarterback Ooh. for the Saints, projected fourteen point eight points. Bit weird picking him, but I think you mentioned before in the past couple of weeks he's been the quarterback yeah, for. He's been good, yeah. Um, yeah, 20 and 25 points respectively. Um, really nice, really steady. Uh, six touchdowns over those two games, only the one interception, good amount of yards. And I think against this Buccaneers team, we've seen the other guy who's been really good the past few weeks, Baker Mayfield, mm. both going to be throwing it. I'm hoping it could be a little bit of a, a surprise shootout. Um, and I, I just think 14.8, considering what he's done the past few weeks, considering the matchup, is a little bit stingy. I think he's got at least another 20 point game in him. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Derek Carr. Nice. I'm going to go with Tua to go lower. Against the Ravens. Oh. The Ravens predict 15 points. Well, let me tell you something about the Ravens' defense, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something after I've gone over my other dots. Because there's, there's a rhythm to this. Um. Yes, his numbers have been underwhelming from what we hoped, especially after like a, a fairly strong start. Um, I'm not too worried if Jalen Waddle is out because you look at his numbers from earlier in the season when Waddle missed games, it didn't really affect him. As long as Hill is there, I think he, I think he's he, he's all right. Um, but what has made me really bullish on this on this pick is yes, the Ravens' defense is it, it seemed really good, hasn't it? Would it shock you both to know that in the past three, over the past three games, the Ravens have given up the second most passing yards out of everybody in the league? But well, we, we could have guessed that because as Sharples said, Sharples was quite happy with Brock Purdy's yardage. Yeah, it was <laughs> very good. It's just the fact that uh, the Ravens caught the ball yeah. four yeah. times. Yeah, when when Brock Purdy was throwing it. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> But over 280 passing yards per game, that sort of leads you to believe that that secondary has become a little bit leaky. And if there's any team that can exploit a leaky secondary, it's this Dolphins team Mm -hmm. with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Brock Purdy isn't prone to Tyreek Hill. I will give you that one, yes. Yeah. Um, So yeah, this is the game. Dolphins, Ravens, they're both very much in form. Both sort of racing to the number one seed. Yeah. Um, still attainable for the Dolphins, I believe. Yeah. Um, you want pieces in it. Baltimore, they're going to be able to score points, get yards. Yeah. You know, they've got a dynamic quarterback. The I think the Dolphins are just going to have to wear it out. A lot of this game is going to fall on to her. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I can see him just absolutely... Yeah. It, Throwing absolute darts to Hill down the field multiple yeah. occasions. Um, yeah. I, I I sort of I, I sort of really really want to her in this matchup. Okay, That's, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah, you know well, it's, this, it's, this it's, is this is this. I don't think there's a business end. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the re- like I mentioned the real life implications of these games um, is more than it has done for the rest of the yeah. year. Directly going to impact your fantasy team, and a lot of the time, don't worry about your matchup. 
get players in those games that the teams need to win. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I just obviously it being the championship week, but also I just I don't think I've ever felt this sort of nervy about a pick. But the upside, the potential of two are in this matchup, I think is too too yeah. good to pass up. What I will say is I, th- I feel like. Joking aside, it, over the next five, ten years, there's going to be a really interesting dynamic looking at Tour and Purdy. Because I think play-wise and numbers-wise, they're really quite um, like kind of comparable players yeah. with not only the offences that they run, but how they run it, how they score fancy points or rather how they rack up yards. There's a lot of yards after carry, after catch, sorry, yards after catch with both of the groups of wide receivers. Mm. Uh, they're both kind of clean with the ball uh, and they're agile but they're not like rushers or anything Um, and they're both kind of shorter guys I think interesting to see what kind of judgment we give knowing the context of Tua as a top 10 pick who was hyped all the way through college and Purdy who came from nowhere so I think they're going to have quite similar careers but just see how much that pre-NFL kind of narrative shapes how we see the careers because obviously Purdy's the sensational story of come out from nowhere to be the MVP this year whereas if Tua's there it's less flashy of an MVP pick because you've heard about Tua for years years and years Yeah, so I think that's going to be a really interesting kind of narrative to follow Um, but yeah anyway week 17 game tiers Sharples yeah now bear in mind obviously I've been quite depressed uh, this week, so, um, I tried to be optimistic. There's a lot in the meh. Uh, I think justified, but um, so I, try, I tried my best to put to put some in the good. Um, but yeah, I'm quite unhappy. Um, so in the bad, we've got um, the Jets against the Browns and the Broncos against the Chargers. Uh, definitely Broncos Chargers. Uh, probably Jets Browns as well. Actually, yeah. I just think the Jets' performance last week is a mirage, and they'll probably get three points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, into the meh. We've got the Texans against the Titans, purely because I'm not a fan of the Titans. Uh, Bears-Falcons, Bills-Patriots, Jags-Panthers, Colts-Raiders, uh, Commanders-49ers, and Kansas City against the Bengals. I think you're being generous on the Jags-Panthers. <laughs> I would put them down a tier, to yeah. be quite honest with you. Um, and who do you say the Chiefs are playing? The Bengals. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. That's game oh, of wow. the year. Wow. Normal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, into the good. Got a few in here, to be fair. We've got the Buccaneers against the Saints, Eagles against the Cardinals, Vikings, Packers, Giants, Rams, and Steelers against the Seahawks. I would say credit to um, how Kyle Murray's been playing there mm. in this game. He's um, in yeah. the good. They've been surprisingly good, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, two in the great pretty obvious Cowboys, Lions Ravens, Dolphins yeah. Um, yeah I mean worried about the Cowboys game as a Cowboys fan and as a fantasy player considering um, that was to quote Gary Neville that last week was the banker that mm. was the um, yeah. that was the whatever else he says um, I don't want this Cowboys Lions game for fantasy to go the same way as the Cowboys Dolphins game did mm. yeah um and as a Cowboys fan, I'm I'm worried at how they've been playing recently. Um, I think they should realistically walk this game, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think that's going to do it. Very best of luck in Championship Week. Please do 
email in and let us know how you did. If you're listening to this and you did get through to Fantasy Week, email in next week, early next week, uh, Tuesday, in the pocket across the pond at gmail.com and tell us whether you won because of us or you didn't win because of us. Mm. No, no, if you, I, if played, you... I played two a tongue of Iloa who needed to get five points and he got if minus that, four. If that's the case, don't bother. What? I don't want to read it. I don't want to read that. I want to know. I'm dying to know. I'm just reveling other people's stuff. If you, yeah, if you yeah. choose our, our projection meters and they don't do well for you, just just, we just, keep, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, please do email in if you get through. If you didn't listen to us at all, just let us know how you did. But even better, if you kind of played a player who we recommended or if the reason you won is because you didn't play Stefan Diggs, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but please do give us an email and let us know how you did this season in general. We'll be kind of um, trying to get some people to email in in a couple of weeks when we do some uh, some awards anyway. But we just want to kind of get that email rolling again. So in the pocket across the pond at gmail.com very best of luck in your fantasy championships if you're there and um, we'll speak to you next week goodbye see ya bye bye 